From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod. With special guest, Sandra Doherty. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. I wanted more time to see Santa and his reindeer. This podcast makes it feel like Christmas every day. It makes you feel like you're with Santa on his sleigh. Let's all have some fun and spread some Christmas cheer. So grab a Yule Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Felice Nobby Pod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Rigby. Yes, sirree. Bobby. Or Santa. Whoever you want. Bobby. Santa. Santa. Bobby. Um, guys, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining Rigby. Thank you for joining both of us. Um, listen, right up top, I'm going to tell you, if you didn't see it online, uh, I know I've mentioned it on the show in the past, but look, I'm pushing this Patreon page hard. Patreon.com slash Tony Thaxton. Uh, former guest of the show, Alex Robinson, uh, you may know him from the Star Wars Minute podcast, but uh, he's also my, happens to be the man behind some of my favorite graphic novels, such as Box Office Poison, Tricked, Too Cool to Be Forgotten. That's just a few of them. Uh, but he and I are uh, working on something together, and uh, I want to release it to uh, the world. But first, to the Patreon backers, and uh, we're gonna we're working on a little uh, little mini comic book based on an old tour story of mine, uh, written by me and uh, illustrated by Alex. And uh, I'm real excited about it, and I want uh, and but we need some help. We need some help to put it out there. Um, so go to Patreon.com/slash/TonyThaxton. And, uh, you know, pledge a little bit. You can pledge as little as a dollar, and you can pledge as much as you want, really. And, uh, it can, it's a monthly thing. It's like an ongoing Kickstarter in a way. Um, and, but you can, there's really no commitment. You can cancel anytime you want to. Um, but any support is really, really supported. And once we hit, uh, the milestone goal is only $300. I'm just trying to get $300. And, uh... We're going to put this son of a bitch out. Um, so please go to patreon.com slash Tony Thaxton and check that out. I feel like some... Yep, there's somebody at the door. Rigby, shut up! Let me get that. Well, hello, sex nerd Sandra. Hey, Tony. <laughs> it does feel a little silly to just call you that. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Ah, it's it's funny just to say Sandra when there's so many so much more. It's so uh, provocative. Yeah. Who knows? Who, who knows who yeah. I am? <laughs> Are we getting this deep already? No, we don't have to. <laughs> hey, Tony. Hi. Hey, guitar nerd, Tony. <laughs> I know that's uh yeah it is there's an extra this one this one is not mine there are a lot of guitars in here though he, for being a drummer really there's too many guitars in here ugh melody gross mm, gross I'm a sucker for melody though yeah you yeah. got it you gotta you gotta be yeah. right are you a good dancer <laughs> I mean uh I I'm not I'll say that I'm not much of a dancer as right. in I don't really try. But can you, you take me somewhere I'm probably not going to be dancing unless can, unless you fed me several drinks. Well, obviously. That's step 1, but can you percuss with your body? <laughs> um I mean, I suppose so. Just, you know, <laughs> a little hambone. <laughs> <laughs> 
curious. Uh, oh yeah, because I think you talked to me about that before, didn't you? Because uh, you you do some dancing, all right? Yeah. Or am I, I making I, this up? No, no, I, I think you were dancing. asking me about drumming in relation to. I grew up dancing, and I before Groove Shark got like deleted off the internet, which was where I was like compiling all of my playlists and things. Uh-huh. It's like the, the cheap person's uh, Spotify. Uh-huh. Um, I was compiling all of these songs that had interesting rhythms and, and I was like breaking apart like what I liked about different rhythms and then I lost like the whole playlist so I have no idea what was in that uh-huh. but um, yeah I I like to pay attention to what speaks to me rhythmically yeah yeah it's a really it feels important mm-hmm. well yeah rhythm is uh, definitely an important part of that yeah, yeah. I, I do like to dance yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah drums can uh, I will say drums will make or break a band for me Really? They can, yes. A lot of times. I mean, especially especially if you're going, like, to local shows. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? That might sound, like, snobby and shitty of me. But, like, you I know, sometimes, like, within the first couple of seconds, you can be like, ooh, this drummer. I don't, I don't know about this guy. And I don't have the literacy the that you have. Sloppy. I, I, I don't have that kind of knowledge or understanding. Yeah. Well, some, I don't know. I think maybe you might know more than you. Because, like, you ever, you ever go see a band and be like, oh, these guys don't sound good? I don't see many local bands. <laughs> no. Probably because I have had bad experiences. Yeah. So I hold out for the. A lot of times. Stuff, that's yeah. on the drummer. I blame or, the drummer uh, a lot of time. What is it? You get into the, not the groove, but when you're all in the, in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets in the pocket together. Uh-huh. That's a neat concept. <laughs> yeah. And it's not something uh, everybody can do. Mm-hmm. I bet I could do it if, yeah. I, if I were more musically inclined. With that attitude, you've, you're halfway there. Yeah. I yeah. can feel that pocket. Mm. <laughs> uh, so you, I have to ask this. Please. You just got back. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about this? Yes. Right. It's Christmas time. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling giving. Yeah. And Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry Christmas to you. You just got back. From the Burning Man. Yes, the Burning Man. Yes. Um, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I'm a big dummy. That's a thing I've heard about plenty. I know almost nothing about it. Oh, man. Let's talk about I'm yeah. still decompressing. I'm still, like, I was just on, uh, on the phone with my lawyer this morning uh, <laughs> talking about lawyer stuff, but then also... They also went to the burn, so <laughs> we were talking about our experiences. And I, yeah, I've I've talked to several people about our experiences because this was a pretty. Um, I've been four times, okay, and this was the most I think life changing one. And I've never really believed in like, oh, go to a thing, it'll transform you. But yeah, it's not a music thing. No, so you know how Coachella, etc. There's main stages. Mm-hmm. There are no stages. Okay, it's this year. It was seventy thousand people converge on a Dolly-esque landscape. It's just... And by, you don't mean Dolly Parton-esque. No. <laughs> I'm talking a D-A-L-I. <laughs> All right. Big mustache, melting uh-huh. clocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and create whatever it is you want to create. Everybody creates... Just imagine if you could start from scratch, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And there's no money exchange except for coffee and ice at okay. like three or four kiosks around. I mean... They build the city beforehand. Like they, they mark the streets. It's like kind of a clock face. It's concentric circles. Those are your streets. And there's just friggin' art everywhere. And at night, everyone wears glowy things because otherwise you will hurt yourself running into other people. So everyone <laughs> okay. has to glow in some way. 
Um, I had a friend who actually hurt himself, herself pretty bad the last night because she ran into stuff that wasn't lit up. So glowy stuff is not just raver shit. It's also really safety. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of not explaining it well from this, this point of view. Like I'm entering well, it in kind of a chaotic way. But at night, at the edge of the city, there are tons of what you, I guess you'd call clubs where there's like lo- uh, DJs and uh, lots okay. of techno. That's what I was going to like. Mashups. Is it just a hangout or is it? are there literally like events air quotes it's, there it's word of all of its word of mouth like uh there's this ongoing joke that at the trash fence which is the outermost limits it's a literally a fence they build that catches all the windblown trash uh-huh. um but like you'll be like hey party at the trash fence and you go all the way out there <laughs> but like there's uh for a few years now it's been um uh, Daft Punk at the at the trash fence, and this okay. year they actually had Daft Punk at the trash fence. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> Daft Punk was there, and everybody partied. Um, or somebody who was pretending to be Daft Punk. I don't know. There's helmets. Yeah, I know. I wonder about that. Which you, is fine. Think, yeah. To a bunch of stoned people, it's Daft Punk. It's fine. And but, plus, do they really do anything? Like Diplo was doing something last year. I mean, like a lot of the bigger um, DJs will come out and do a set. Yeah. And you don't. It's like you'll accidentally just. Um, come upon something you're like i love this band dj person uh-huh. um beats antique do you know them they're like nope. a they're a very cool anything. tribal I'm... belly dance like um like it's like your sexy time music music uh-huh. slash belly dance music anyway they have very cool st- stuff and they were there and i didn't see them but it warmed my heart that they were there <laughs> you just needed to know they were yeah. there. yeah but there are, i mean camps that put on these different stages and different um, sections. Like, people camp, and it's like 70 million tents, and then it's like, well, are we going to be bored in the desert for a week? No, let's do shit. And so then people are like, I'm going to do a lemonade stand. I'm going to do a bar. I'm going to have a talent show. I'm going to create a costume, like, cove where you can come and get whatever costume items you want, you know, mm. and just give them away. Like, I'm, I'm going to teach people how to cook uh, sous vide steak like that's you know and I'm just gonna teach people how to cook like you can do whatever you want out there um, and it's a week long yes I didn't know it was that long yeah I mean I was there for five or six days yeah yeah great time yeah, yeah. did you go is there anything you like what is your main reason for going oh my god this dog <laughs> uh, I started going in 06 I went 06 07 2011 and then this year what brought you there and what brings you back well the first year okay i learned about burning man in my sociology 101 class i've got i've got like a panting dog (laughs) in my lap he's just like tell me more um my sociology class we were learning about subcultures and the concept of a culture within a culture and they brought up burning man and this was in like 01 Uh and I immediately was like, tell me everything about this burning man in the desert where you can go and run around naked and wear <laughs> weird clothes and express yourself however the hell you want. And everyone's on bicycles, too, because it's miles and miles across. Okay. So to get anywhere, yeah, everyone's got a lit up bike. Mine is covered in ivy. Of course. Right? Like a little garden. <laughs> um, but uh, what was your question? Just like what what initially oh, what? brought you there and what keeps bringing you back? For me, like I... No judgment, by the way. Just uh, Thank you. Um, I mean, a little judgment. Is there a judgment? <laughs> it's okay. You can, you can judge me all you want. It's, I'm happy. Uh, I have always been different in a way that I've never really understood. Okay. And, and through finding like-minded people over the years, it's like started to like 
like I've started to get to know myself more. But mm-hmm. being at Burning Man, where you could, literally, like, there's a culture to it. There's like, after you check in and they check your car for stowaways and stuff, you go through an area that's like the greeting area where they have you get out of your car and they say, welcome home and they hug you and you get back in your car and it doesn't really feel woo woo, but it just sets the stage for this idea that you're here, you're home, make yourself at home and be whoever you want to be. And so like I can cover myself in body paint. I can be a man. I can, Uh um, you know, I can bicycle through camps and like cluck like a chicken if I want to. Like I can really, I can dance as stupid as I want to. Like, and it's fairly anonymous because there's so many people. Uh, so I get to experiment in a way I don't get to in my home environment, which is Los Angeles Mm -hmm. to really explore how I feel like behaving. And so I tend to tap into myself a lot more artistically and honestly there. Um, and so I, it's in Nevada. Yeah. It's two hours North of Reno in like the middle of nowhere. Uh, really. And, uh, so so Nevada. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But there's like, I mean, there's like, casino nevada and this is like yeah you'll, you're gonna die like, yeah. and you can't mm-hmm. get anywhere kind of nevada um yeah so for me it's every year it's different but it's a, it's it's a little bit of a test like it really puts me through the work it's tiring it's yeah. really tough at weather but like uh like i feel cleansed after even though it's a really dirty dusty environment <laughs> yeah but yeah this year i had a great time nice yeah uh did you see, I, I wanted to talk to you about it anyways. Susan Sarandon. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's not what I was going to bring up, but I did hear about that. Did you see her? I was at a burlesque event and I, yeah. yeah, and someone pointed out that there's Susan Sarandon. So you didn't see, you did, did you see like her, because she gave like a big speech or something, right? No, no, no. It was just middle of the night burlesque show. Okay. Uh, every, everyone huddled into this tent and uh-huh. like, you know, and you see her in her posse. Uh-huh. She was just like a goddess. I think she'd just done the thing she was there to do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I The thing that I saw and I wanted to, I haven't, I started to look at this and I knew you were coming. So I was like, Uh-oh. you know what? Let's look at this together. Uh, on LA Weekly, they posted uh, some Burning Man missed connections from Craigslist. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and I, I thought we would enjoy some of these together. Please. Uh, all right. Let's just start right at the top. I should say that I was hardly sober, very much to my determinant in this situation, but I understood your playa name to be Guess. A confusing but beautiful name, if that was correct. I gave you one of my LED hair lights, and you gave me a ring light. I was on my way to meet you and your friends at a party at 4.30 and Esplanade. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. When I got a bit overwhelmed by the beauty and chaos of the area, so I walked away to seek some calm off a side street when I got hit hard by my first severe whiteout for 30 to 45 minutes. The romantic in me hopes that with any luck, this message will reach you. Otherwise, I suppose like everything else out there, it will blow away like dust in the wind. Oh. Oh. So, number one. It's pronounced playa. Okay. Because <laughs> it's, like it's like a dried up lake bed, so they call it the playa. Okay. Um, I was like really ocean. hoping it was a playa. You know. <laughs> playa. <laughs> um, and so the addresses of things mm-hmm. is like a clock face. And so uh, the man, there's a statue of the man that's at the center of a big circle. And that's like the middle of a clock face. And so 
six o'clock, which goes straight down, heads to center camp, where you, where it's like the main area, like not really main because there's no main area, but like where the post office is and like where uh-huh. all the, the medical center is, um, where the big coffee place is, stuff like that. And so I was camped at four and A after Esplanade, which is like the main promenade, mm-hmm. where uh, where you really hit the city. A then B then C A. Stood for arcade this year. They they always make it a different thing, but basically okay. four thirty, and 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 Esplanade is um you know is literally imagine that on a clock face. Okay, yeah, I probably uh yeah I should have read some of these before because basically most of that didn't make any sense to me. But oh, and, and everyone has apply. Okay, so everyone has apply in it, or a lot of people do. I don't. Um, I realize that I just live my life with apply a name. I mean, when you were called sex nerd Zano, it's like. I'm good enough. Good, fine. It's fine. Although I turned into the consent kangaroo this time, so that was fun. <laughs> what? She'll tell you right from wrong what she can and can't do. Her name is Sandra the consent kangaroo. Yeah, I have a kangaroo onesie that I love, and it was really cold. Okay. Um, I was camping at the, uh, and then there's only love camp, which is at four o'clock in A, and they run Orgy Dome. And Orgy Dome is a uh, adult play space, but you have to go through a series of talks around consent and negotiation to be uh. able to go play. And so I was one of the greeters. Like, like everybody like greets and, and you know, that's like my jam. So I'm just like, <laughs> hi everyone, welcome to the Orgy Dome. I'll be your kangaroo for the evening. Let's talk about what yes mean, means yes means, you know. <laughs> She'll tell you right from wrong what she can and can't do. Her name is Sandra the Consent Kangaroo. Like, it was pretty fun. Um, yeah. Nice. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm No, don't be sorry. I just, you know, like I said, I know nothing about this world. So Tony, I'm learning. I'm this, here to learn. This is the first time you and I have actually just hung out. I know. Yeah. I, I, I was I was actually, uh, there's more There's more that I was going to bring up. Because I feel like, yeah, we, we see each other, not fairly, you know, pseudo regularly. Uh-huh. But yeah, we've never like really yeah. hung out. Yeah, shot the shit. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are, talking about Burning Man. Um, let's just read a couple. I'll read a couple of the other quick ones here. Mm-hmm. Uh, another misconnection from Burning Man. We met over by the big light-up orb. You gave me some of your hair. That's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I remember the giant light-up orb. Uh, that's not helpful. It's got a little smiley face emoticon at the end, by the way. Um, all right. Next one is... Uh, so that I know it's you, tell me what you said after you asked me how fast I run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in 70,000 people, they expect it. <laughs> Some details. My umbrella, your umbrella, where did you go? You got off without me, and I wanted to connect with you. Oh. There's a lot none of... None of these are ringing any bells for you. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Umbrella, girl number one, not me. Yeah. Not me. There's a lot of romance at the playa. There's people connect in really deep ways there. Um, there's a lot of like, a lot of couples fall in love there and then come back every year. It's kind of a cool thing. People get married there. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's let's just read one more because I just glanced at this and I enjoy this. A huge group of guys followed me around the playa. Playa. There we go. I said yeah, it right yeah, that time. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Huge group of guys followed me around the playa, calling me queen until it was late, and then there was just three of us. I named you twelve. I passed out and woke up confused, then ran away. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sounds 
Starling, is that the uh, hetero misconnections or is that all misconnections? Uh, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't say. It just says misconnections. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I hung out in the neighborhood a little bit. Like, like there are certain areas. The neighborhood. The neighborhood. Um, there's a, a men's camp called Comfort and Joy. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's a queer women's camp. Like, oh, there's like a whole street at on D and seven o'clock around there where like a lot of the LGBT camps will camp. And I would hang out with the Beavers, which was Beaverton, which was like a queer women's camp. And they're just lovely people, just the best. And then there's Gender Blender. But Comfort and Joy was this huge men's camp. And I think they have a play dome where people would go to like, you know, have sex and, you know, just party. And I'm just like, that must be the wildest crazy. And I'm at Orgy Dome. I'm like, these people are <laughs> wild and crazy. I bet. Over there, you know, the lesbians at you know Beaverton were just hanging out. Well, they were hanging out at the fire and just like chilling with a guitar. But, like uh-huh. those those comfort and joy people. That's where it's at. I, I you know it's like you just like imagine who what they're doing in other camps and uh-huh. you just project. Uh-huh. Did you uh, say you were at Orgy Dome? Yes, Is that what you said. I was right, at Orgy Dome. Sure I heard that right. Yes. All right. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I really walked into something. I had no idea what I was getting into. Can, really. you, can you explain a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I'm extremely curious around sexuality. Mm-hmm. I, I give talks around sexuality. I, I Yeah, have, kind of like, okay. So not to stop you there, but kind of, I guess you were sort of doing this. So me stopping you, probably pointless. Like, but just, uh, yeah, to like who am I in the world? Who am I in the world? Right. You, like, explain a bit <laughs> right, why right. I just didn't call you Sandra Doherty. Right. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm Sandra Doherty. I grew up in LA. Um, I've been fascinated with sexuality since before puberty. And, really? um, yeah. And, wow. like, I, I was like the person in Catholic school, like, explaining how babies were made, like, uh-huh. like biologically speaking, because nobody was giving my classmates information like i was a sex educator from a very early age okay just like you guys ovaries come on (laughs) was there was there a moment that triggered that or is it just kind of a thing that just sort of happened my first memory was like my well my dad would make sure that i had accurate basic like not tons of like relationship skill stuff but just like basic accurate information around sexuality like literally ovaries and uteri and testes and you know just knowing those things which were like really normal to me and but then having classmates at nine years old who were misinformed like with storks and stuff (laughs) i would be more i would i would school them like i one person particular i remember just being like her eyes were so big like oh my god not like it was pornographic it was just like it's real Just basic, yeah, right. real basic stuff. But she was really um, sheltered. But that's the first thing I remember. But by the time I was eleven, I was spending a lot of time in bookstores, just reading all the books in the psychology and self help section. Just I loved that section. Yeah. I would just sit there with like five books and like you'd be like, okay, G spot play. Let's find everything there is about G spot play in these five general sexuality books. Ooh, this one uh, negates this one, and this one, and this one's the same. But over here, no one else is saying, you know, and like I was trying to find Uh the truth because everyone was contradicting each other. And um, that's what I find in sex, actually. There's a lot of misinformation and. Um, so my work now, I've been podcasting Sex Nerd Sandra for four years. I've been teaching workshops and things for six. I, if you're in LA, I teach private parties and stuff. They're really fun. And if mm-hmm. you're at a college or whatever, like I, I absolutely love traveling around and te- you know speaking at colleges. I do keynotes and workshops and all kinds of things. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, and some and some counseling. Like a lot of people in school now really want to 
work in my field and it's a very confusing field to, uh-huh. um there's a lot of options so yeah yeah anyway is that helpful it Maybe? is okay it is. i think so um but it, yeah orgy dome oh yeah i forgot okay yeah go back to orgy dome please so i have a friend and his wife they um are some of the the big organizers of orgy dome and i had actually covered getting late at burning man with uh him and my friend who's a ranger and they're like rangers are the people at burning man who make sure everyone's okay like making sure you get enough water that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and and they're in khaki and these dorky hats and they're wonderful people and so i interviewed a ranger and then the organizer of orgy dome around how to be safe um you know some fun stories on the playa I was like, I'd love to camp with the Orgy Dome. I think that would be fantastic. Um, and it's, I, I don't usually serve. I usually just party. So for me to show up and give back was really important to me. I think I'm older now. I'm a little, I don't need to like explore all the time. Like I just want to like hang out at my camp, bond with people and like serve. Like I really love that. So yes, I, yes, I would like to camp with Orgy Dome. What I didn't realize is that there was a lot of swinger energy in my camp, which uh-huh. is fine. I just hadn't thought about it because I was thinking, oh, we all care about educating people around like sex and mm-hmm. permission giving and, and healthy sexuality. Yes, that and a lot of people were like, we're going to bone in the orgy dome. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I, I and even my partner was like, you are so naive. I cannot believe you didn't <laughs> think about that. You're camping at the... I'm like, it's I had no idea. It's called Orgy Dome. Right. And, but the thing, the thing about me is, you know, I've been in play parties enough and, and around uh, group sex things that it's never what people think it is. There's a lot more communication, consent, negotiation. There's a lot of people who uh, refrain, who just watch, who just like chat at the snack table. I tend to kind of just hang with a few people and talk um, and encourage people. Like I'm like, I don't know. My vibe is just, I'm just happy that those spaces exist for people. Mm -hmm. And I forgot that other people want to use those spaces. So really hard. (laughs) So it's fine. The great people, fantastic people. Uh Um, I just, yeah, I, I, I just thought like I'm camping with people and we're all serving at the Orgy Dome. I had no idea. <laughs> that lead to any uncomfortable moments? Um, only one, I would say. I wasn't really on the menu or like really looking for that. And I was out with friends all the time, so yeah. I wasn't at camp too much. Um, but... Yeah, one of the the older dudes who he and his wife were camping at the tent. He like he had because it was dusty, so he had like this um, dust mask on, and I couldn't tell who it was because I'd met so many people. And he's like, "Hey, you know if you've if you've met uh, this one guy?" And I was like, "I think I have." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, you know, he can really like screw the hell out of you. Like he's really good in bed." <laughs> and I realized that he was just fucking around because it was him. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm cursing. Is that oh, okay? No, that's, no. It's, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> well, okay, Christmas. My favorite time to curse. Ho ho ho. Talking about that's what we do at Christmas. You swear, and we talk about guys who fuck great. <laughs> but yeah, and so I was, I kind of just laughed it off. But it was like that's awkward because now I know that that's how you approach people instead of being like, "Hey, you want to play?" Like I'm more like, just freaking talk to me about your interests, and we can negotiate, <laughs> and I can speak up for myself. But it was just so passive aggressive. It was a little yeah. like, mm, like mm, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> 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 Can I ask what you did do with that? 
I mean, I know. Oh, I, I, just, I know. I, I, I mean, I know, but I mean, it verbally. Oh, no, I just went like, ha ha ha. Like, I think I just like pointed at him and like, I was like, ha ha. Mm, it was real lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just not my preferred mode of communication. Right. Um, I don't think it's anybody's. But uh, it was funny. A few people, when they'd get to know me, they're like, oh, you're a lone woman camping with us. <laughs> How's that going? I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm also kind of like, you know, I'm not like, oh, oh, what am I going to do? I'm so, yeah. you know, I'm like, like I'm hanging out with like my queer beaver friends. who are like picking me up from Orgy Dome being like, let's ride. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not exactly like, you know, ooh, so shy. Like, um, and a lot of people actually thought I was a lesbian, even though I'm not, because I kept like showing up with a bunch of lesbianish seeming women. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> so that I think helped. Uh huh. I had, I had a couple who uh, I was talking to and it was like so windy and we were all mumbling and tired and I thought they said like, oh, we're camping because of something, but we're mon- monogamous, so whatever. Anyway, we just kept talking. They're lovely people and the last day, uh, I was saying something about my partner and they're like, oh, I thought you were a lesbian. I was like, I thought you were monogamous. Like, we just both had misunderstood. <laughs> it was really funny. Anyway. Um... Yeah, Christmas time uh, in the desert. What can we say? Yeah. Labor Day. Who knew it was so close to? <laughs> so that was last week, right? Yes. That, yeah. So that was it as brutally hot there as it was here. It was freeze. It was actually hotter in Los Angeles. Really? Well, that worked out all right for you then. Yeah. It, um, well, people. It was like in the 30s, so oh, some wow. people were freezing because they yeah. hadn't brought the right stuff. But, right, right, uh, right. But I am all about onesies. <laughs> Kangaroo onesies. It sounds. Like. Kangaroo onesies. I've got a. Pug onesie covered in pugs. Those things have a name, right? Like a specific name. Kirugumi, kirugami, origami, kiru. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh my god, they're great. You have to get one. <laughs> I have to. Tony, I mean, you're like a sweet guy. You know, like you're just like. I mean, I don't know you that well, but you're just <laughs> affable. You know, laid back. No, I don't, you know. Tell me more. Tell me more great just, things about me. I just, and, you, and you're very smiley, you know, like warm. So I feel like once winter comes here, you know, <laughs> Game of Thrones style, <laughs> I say get yourself a little onesie. All right. It's good. That may be a dinosaur. Oh, you look oh. so cute with a tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know what to do with that information right uh, now. Yet. Do, do you like Let's comfortable see. pajamas? I like being comfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not not a big pajamas guy, uh-huh. honestly. Are you a walk around your like boxers kind of guy? Not really. Occasionally. What what does your lounge wear consist of? You're kind of looking at it. You're just in jeans twenty four seven. Kind of a lot of the, maybe on a, when I tend to I do tend to wear uh, like some maybe maybe I'll change into some pajama pants more in the winter time when it does mm-hmm. get colder and I have some like fleece ones that are nice and warm, okay. you know. All right. Some okay. special Christmas ones. Not a lie. Uh-huh. But <laughs> there are Santa onesies. They're adorable. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I'd go that route. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far with it. But, oh, but imagine uh, the comfort of being naked while being completely covered. All right. I could get behind that. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't, hey, I don't, I, I don't need to be aggressive about this. No. Like, I, I, hey, I'm open to listening. Um, you mentioned earlier... There are a lot of there's a lot of misinformation about sex. Yes, yeah. Is there is there something in particular? Is there one thing that you feel like is like the biggest one that everyone uh, has wrong information about? Uh, oh, goodness. it's okay if not. Just throwing it out there. I'd say the biggest one. 
Oh, God, there's so many. A favorite one. <laughs> uh, that, I think that we're taught that sex is linear in, ter- uh, in many ways, but specifically there's a, there are steps to the process. You make out, you get turned on, you tear each other's clothes off, you never speak about it. Uh, you rub up against each other at, and at some point somebody puts something in somebody else. Mm-hmm. One or two people have an orgasm and then everyone goes home or falls asleep. Like that is the way of things. And yeah, sex could absolutely look like that. But for a lot of people, it doesn't. And it's, but when you, when you go into dating um, and hooking up with people, it's often the default way that people go about um, their, their sexuality or sex play. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't get everybody off. It leaves a lot of really cool opportunities for sensation and connectivity. Um, and so it's frustrating you know, yeah. to, uh, for a lot of people that they can't, they don't know how to break out of that cycle, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, that's the thing. Right. Yeah. And it's so serious. I, know, I just, you know, it's one of the, it's, uh, I'm, I'm admittedly, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we are in the privacy of my own home right now, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm admittedly not, it's not a thing I'm great at, uh, talking about. I hear you. With, uh, unless, you know, it's like a one-on-one with mm-hmm. someone I'm with. You yeah, know. absolutely. It must yeah. be weird to talk to me right now. It's all right. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to grow. Good. How are you <laughs> feeling right now as I'm talking about sexuality? Uh, fine. I just my brain keeps going back to the fact that my parents often listen to this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. So you don't so. want to give any. Yeah, you don't need to. No, give it's any. it's not even. It's not even. It's just it's just that's how my mm-hmm. that's how my my head works. Hi, mom and dad. If you're listening, you know, I <laughs> turn this off. By the way, actually, a lot. Uh, several of my friends' parents have started listening to my show. Yeah. Because like, e- there's a. You know, every generation has its challenges around love and relationships, and our parents' generation. I mean, talk about not having much flexibility, you know, and lots of divorce and lots of people not knowing much before they got married and not much in terms of sex ed. And so, mm-hmm. a lot of people in their older years are finding a lot of healing. Um, so it's. Like as much as you know, it's probably really weird, and it's weird to think of our parents as sexual. Yeah. Um, but I uh, think it's really—it's not weird. That's how I prefer to think. <laughs> <laughs> Is that weird? It's super weird. But yeah, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of healing that a lot of people need around sex. Um, so I'm thank you for asking about that. I will say one more thing though, Do it. which I love. I love this, which is, if you want to tell if someone's turned on, don't go by boners and wetness. <laughs> Like, because people can get wet when they don't want it, and people can be hard when they don't want it, and they can be soft and dry when they do want it. And so, if you're not talking about it and you're just misinterpreting the f- physical facts around you, you can, you can do it wrong. And what I mean wrong is just not taking full advantage of, of the situation, you know? Uh-huh. It's, it's good to check in verbally and, you know, yeah. get some shorthand down. You know, does uh-huh. chipmunk sound mean you're into it or does chipmunk sound mean that you're overstimulated? Does locking your knees and, and looking slightly terrified a good thing? Are you close? You know, like mm-hmm. it's really each person is like a, a different puzzle. Right, right. And side note, uh, boners and wetness. Great new band out of L.A. Bon- you haven't heard them yet. 
I recommend checking them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Uh, saw them at Satellite. Yeah. <laughs> Felice Navipod will be right back. Hey, do you like to buy things? Of course you do. We all do. You know where a great place to buy things is? Amazon.com. Wait, no. FeliceNavipod.com. Go there. Go to the Amazon banner at the top of the page. And then just go shop on Amazon like you always would. And then a portion of what you purchase will go to support the show. We thank you. Now do it. Hey, everybody. Tony Thaxton here from Felice Navi Pod. I'm here to tell you about Downright.com. Are you familiar with it? You should be. It's a great website where you can go and you can buy a custom written song for you. Whatever you want it to be. Artists like me are on there. Guys like Chris Farron are on there. So go buy a song. D-O-W-N-W-R-I-T-E dot com. And here's my promise. If you buy a song from me on downright.com, I promise it'll be way better than this. And now, back to Felice Navipod. Let's, let's let's talk a little Christmas. Okay. How's that for a change? Ooh, That's a swift Chris- change. Or maybe it's not a big change. I, I don't love know. Christmas. I don't know your past. Um, I think I think we did kind of slightly talk in the in the past off mic about about Christmas a little bit because mm-hmm. I think you were I think you were talking to me a little bit about your mom and and like some of her tradition was I probably Filipino Filipino okay. right okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or sorry, I'll I'll just let you go from there. I guess like is, so is she actually grew up in the Philippines? She grew up in the Philippines, okay. Manila, the capital. That came was, here uh, when she was about I, twenty. That was where I played my last show with my old band. Really? Yeah. How were you received? Uh really great. It yeah. was a really. Uh, it was the only time I'd we'd ever been. Didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew that was my last. We did had not announced it yet, but I knew it was my last show. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very weird kind of emotional mm-hmm. night for me. And I was like, we had just played Indonesia before that. Those shows were eh, not mm-hmm. great. So I was like, oh, man, don't let this be like those shows. Mm-hmm. I need I need yes. a nice yes. ending here. And th- it was amazing, actually. The crowd was great. We had a nice big crowd. They were singing along. And it was cool. Cool. My people yeah. nice representing. Yeah. They treated, they treated me well. Fantastic. Um. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, to me, the entire time between Christmas and New Year's is just that special week mm-hmm. where there's parties and family time and and rituals. Um, you know, we, we human sacrifice. Um, one of the things for New Year's that my mom insists on is that you have coins in your pocket and fruit, round fruit on the table because round is like, is like making, it's a fortune for the New Year. Okay. And so you got to make sure you got that, the, uh, you know, oranges and tangerines on the table. This is important. Uh-huh. Um, Christmas time, there was a lot of, as a child, there's a lot of throwing money on the ground and like, like, like change and like having all the kids pick it up. Like there was just something about, and, and adults giving money to kids, like small amounts. It was just sort of a, there's just something about that. Um, and where did you, did you grow up here? Los Angeles, Santa Monica, actually. Okay. Yeah. I grew up here. My dad's from Texas. My mom's from the Philippines. Mm, that's an interesting household. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but I actually, like my mom, the day of Christmas, the, the house is just filled with food. Like there's food everywhere. Yeah. It's just, did you, did you ever see my stepmother's an alien? 
a long time ago? Technically, yes, but I do not remember a goddamn okay. thing about it. You have to watch the first 20 minutes because this alien comes down to Earth, becomes like this woman, whoever was the blonde playing her. Is it Kim Basinger? Was it? Or Daryl Hannah? It might be Daryl Hannah. Keep going. I'm looking this up. And she wants to be good to this guy that she is hooking up with so that she can like learn about humans or find out what he's working on at work or something. And so she grabs a diner menu and then makes all the food on the diner menu, like flapjacks and waffles and sausages and bacon. And it's just like piled high. Mm -hmm. So you have this ridiculous breakfast scene where the daughter's like, dad, there's something wrong with your new girlfriend. (laughs) He's like, she's just trying to impress us. Anyway, it feels like that. Just food everywhere. So So your mom is Kim Basinger, by the way. It is Kim Basinger. Brunette though. Just imagine her with Brunette. Yeah, that's her. I just wanted you to know that I was right about Kim Basinger. Oh, that, oh you were right for Kim. Yeah. God, is that really who it was? It was Kim Basinger. Oh, people age. <laughs> yes, they do. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think of what other things like I think of around Christmas. Do you have a, a specific uh, Christmas that stands out to you, be it from your childhood or adulthood? <laughs> Like, is there a specific memory that you're like, yeah, that was. Well, Tony. Please. You know, as much as Christmas is a, a fun time, in a lot of ways, it's also a very stressful time. Mm-hmm. I have had several negative experiences on Christmas around family gasp. fighting. I gasp yeah. at you. Um, so like those stand out to me, but that's awful when you just remember like the negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I started a, a ritual, a tradition really around uh, Christmas crackers in my household where, because at some point, like, I'm the oldest of three. Okay. Uh, my sister's 10 years younger than me. She's in her 20s. So we're all, we all don't believe in Santa Claus and we haven't for a while. So we just pretend to be Santa. So my thing is I'll get Christmas crackers, you know, those giant round cardboard pretty mm-hmm. things that crack when you tear them apart. Yeah. And I, I'll write each person's name on it and hide it in the tree. And then the tradition is, Christmas morning, you go and you find your Christmas cracker and then we all open them together and mm-hmm. wear the stupid hats and take a picture. So that's one of my favorite things to do. It's Christmas cracker time. Nice. And we all have to read the stupid joke that comes in our Christmas cracker, even though it was written by someone who I don't think English is their first language and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't think I've ever... I've heard about Christmas crackers. I don't know if I've ever actually w- witnessed one. Saxton! Is witness one the way to say that? Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever actually experienced one how about that that's we need to get down to ye old king's head or one of those other british stores and get you some christmas crackers yeah mm-hmm. it was important yeah all right i'm hey i'm open good or do you mean right now yes let's go <laughs> all right ah <laughs> oh, there's so much fun you get a little stupid toy you never play with mm. okay so they're like cracker jack in a way yes absolutely yeah. and the crack is satisfying it's like a, it's like a tiny little pop, like um, mm-hmm. so like yeah. those little uh, things you throw on the ground. What are exactly, those snappers. Snappers. What are they snappers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I stand behind it. Why are those? Why is that a thing? Why is that fun when you're a kid? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I so I was just going through a box. It was actually for Burning Man. I needed to use like use like, t- giant Tupperware containers to to keep the dust out of your stuff. So I was dumping out this one that I had in my storage. And I found snappers. I threw a couple against the wall. So satisfying. <laughs> Highly recommended. I could not tell you the last time I touched one of those things. Do it, man. Yeah. We need to get you some snappers and some crackers. Snappers and crackers. Mm-hmm. 
also playing the satellite with bogers and wetness. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Where does one even buy snappers? Chinatown, I think. Any any place that kids go to buy candy a lot. The snapper hut. The snapper you gotta hut. head down to the local snap. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Can't speak. Um. So yeah, have you have you never? Uh, oh. <laughs> dogs. Dogs Weird got some dog, dog stuff going on. Um. Have you ever actually? been in the philippines around christmas time no i hear it's wonderful. have you have you gone before uh no? only when i was 16 there's been a okay. lot of political strife and stuff so it hasn't been a place that we've gone back to um but i i hear that christmas time in the philippines is wonderful it's not like here where you wake up and you have presents and christmas time there is about the nighttime before and you and everybody's house is open and so you walk around the neighborhood visiting with people. And so it's just, it's like a trick or treat, but there's no tricks. You just, uh-huh. and everyone's feeding everybody. Um, and it just sounds wonderful. And everyone goes to midnight mass. And so it really, it, it's like Burning Man, but in your neighborhood <laughs> and for Christmas. Everyone's up. Um, sounds and like your dream place. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't gone more. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it's, I've always wanted to experience the Christmas there because it's not about gifts. It's about community and, and visiting yeah. and, and food, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I really like Midnight Mass. Oh, that's, that's something we do. We try to do every year is go to Midnight Mass, They're the Catholic church that I grew up with um, in Santa Monica. Yeah. So I know I may not seem like a Catholic visiting kind of person. It's all right. But... Uh, yeah, how does uh, how how do your uh, does your family react to what you what you do? So I worked at a sex store for many years, and mm-hmm. my parents, especially my dad, uh, he was concerned about my safety because he was imagining like the creepy nineteen seventies like porn shops. Uh-huh. It was like so female friendly and like education oriented, like nothing like how he imagined. And once he visited me at work to drop something off. Like he just had to drop it off while I was working, <laughs> and he, he when he saw the story, he was like, "Oh, okay, I don't really want to be in here though, so I'm going to be outside. Like, <laughs> take your mom sometime, that kind of thing." Uh-huh. Um, but once I started my podcast, they were so proud of me because there was a. I mean, I'm with Nerdist. There's a huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a sexuality podcast, it's a pretty huge audience. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. My parents are so proud of me. Like, um, I teach blowjob classes, uh, <laughs> which are hilarious. I love how hilarious they are because like you can't talk about oral sex without it being hilarious. Did you actually do that at Burning Man? Or, I did. I, okay, I, yes, I thought I, I remembered mm-hmm. seeing a tweet about that, and I yes. didn't know if that was for real or not. Oh, totally for real. Okay. Right. I had about twenty people show up, which is pretty good for a class at ten a.m. when everyone's hungover. <laughs> yeah. That's a great uh, concept. Cute. But nobody, I was open to people practicing on their partners during. Uh-huh. I don't usually do that. But <laughs> since it's Burning Man, you're like, whatever. But nobody, everyone was so tired. They were like, no, this is, I am entertained. Keep, tell us more. Don't, don't want to move. Uh-huh. I'm like, fine with me. <laughs> um, but uh, right before I, like, most of my workshop is comedy oriented. And then we talk about, like, myths and uh anatomy concept like a lot of fill in like people don't get a lot of info around sex so i talk about a bunch of stuff prep people and then when it comes to actual hands-on techniques that i show on a toy not on a person Mm -hmm. um 
it's kind of shocking for people the first time I show them something, even though I, I do it very briefly. I mainly describe it because I don't want to be, you know, um, gratuitous with that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the things I say, like, you know, I go, okay, so when you do your mouth movement, it kind of looks like this. Oh, FYI, my parents are totally proud of me. Okay. <laughs> like that's, like, let people know it's all right. <laughs> so yeah, no, they're very proud. And, uh, you know, and they both grew up with incredibly sexually um, conservative backgrounds. Right. And Yeah, and it's not that I, I wouldn't, like, think, like, are they not proud of you? But it's, is, it, is it a kind of, can you talk about things with your parents? Or is that, like, a just, like, we don't need to talk about it? Well, I don't really talk to them about, like, their sex lives. I mean, maybe, like, I'll tell them if I'm teaching a class or, like, uh-huh. the topic of, like, I'm doing, I'm actually... This Thursday, I don't know when this is going to air, but this Thursday I'm at the Improv, which is really cool for Podcast Fest. It's like preview night for the Pod Fest. Okay, yeah, this will um, come out on Wednesday, so if everybody hears this, ooh, yeah, because yeah, I have not promoted, but I'm, I'm interviewing Tristan Termino, who's like the boss of Butt Sex Ed. Like she is, <laughs> and she's got a huge following. People love her. She's hilarious. I can't wait. And so I told my mom that you know, hey, I'm going to be at the Improv, talking about butt sex. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm happy for you to show up. Just letting you know. Uh huh. Um, Have they ever come to a live thing? No, not yet. It's mostly out of the city. Okay. Usually, it's other places. So yeah. Would that? How would you feel? Are you totally cool if if they were to actually show up? Would Would that make you uncomfortable, or is that all right? No, no. It would. I would call it out. Like, hey, that's a thing that's happening in, <laughs> for me right now. Like, I think when you feel uncomfortable, the best thing is just to call it out. Yeah. Um, helps people know where you're coming from. So, uh, yeah, I would just play with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd make them sit in the back. Yeah. I was in Vagina Monologues many years ago. Okay. And, and I did the monologue. Have you ever been? No. It's it's pretty fun. It's a little intense, but it's actually really fun. I did a monologue that's all about reclaiming the word cunt, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, just even saying it's a little like, ugh. Yeah, I think that might be the first one on this show uh, ever. C-U-N-T. <laughs> Kunt. Um, but the whole thing is about really playing with the C and the U, like like really playing with all the sounds in the word. It like deconstructs the word before putting it together and stuff. But it, it's basically a monologue where you're building to an orgasmic crescendo as you're like playing with the sounds of the word. And so my family, we didn't talk about it, I didn't think about it, sat in the front row while I basically orgasmed a monologue. <laughs> that was mortifying. I yeah, I can't even imagine because I, I my whole I, family. Uh, probably weirder for them than for me. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Actually, they're very proud. <laughs> they should be. No, I because I have a heart. Even as a musician, sometimes like mm-hmm. would feel weird if I if it was like a normal like big if there was like a, it was like a bigger show like that felt less awkward to me but if it was like a smaller show and i could literally look out and just see where they were that felt real weird Mm -hmm. and that's just hitting stuff (laughs) you know i don't know i totally know what you mean i like i like performing for strangers i can do that better yeah for sure yeah when it's very distracting when you can look Mm -hmm. out and find the people that you know yeah Yeah. oh yeah workshops only really uh, work for me when it's well lit it doesn't work in a club atmosphere for me like podcasts club atmosphere perfect but if I have a few friends in the audience and I'm like talking about like really like X-rated stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, it's always with an eye toward education, but like 
don't look at me. I don't want to look at you. <laughs> I just like, let's just mm-hmm. agree to disagree. Ah, don't look at my face. Totally. Um, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you connect Christmas and sex in any way? Yeah. Is, how's that for a dumb question? I mean. I'm just trying to tie it all together here. You know, some of the sex ed people like joke how unsexy like Thanksgiving is. Uh-huh. But Christmas is actually a pretty sexy time because you have the new year, it's new energy, it's cold outside for a lot of people, you can get cozy with people. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's such tension around the actual holidays that I think getting away from family and having a sexy time, if, if you're lucky enough to, to be with someone or just have private time. Oh, oh, is that Santa? <laughs> Who's coming down the chimney? Oh, what is that? Yeah, I think that um, there's a lot of sexy to be found in the holidays. Of course, that's not the same as sex, I guess. Um, there's a lot of hilarious, uh, like, Christmas-themed sex toys. That really is a thing? Yeah, like, there's... I always see this, like, a glass... Because glass toys that are safe exist. And it's shaped like a candy cane <laughs> with a red ribbon, like, around it. So it's, like, clear and red. Uh-huh. And it looks so Christmassy that you just can't bust that out in March, you know? Right. Like, and it, it just, yeah. And like all the lingerie, like, ooh, I'm Santa's helper. I'm Santa. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a reindeer. <laughs> Rawr. <laughs> you know, or like dressing yourself up in a big bow and like ribbons, like, uh-huh. open me. <laughs> I love the thought of Christmas sex toys. That's, yeah. I never can't say i really thought about the fact that that could be a thing that exists yeah it's fun there's a lot of novelty in it um yeah. you know a lot of people i just found this out actually that um hotel sex and vacation sex is uh, like a really important erotic time for a couple um and that really that for me it isn't like it just that's never been a thing for me uh-huh. and so when i think about christmas time a lot of people do travel and stuff like yeah. you know it can really shake the energy up in your life so you know, mm-hmm. you can take advantage of it. Yeah. Where are <laughs> you? Want to. Fair enough. <laughs> um, well, uh, a thing that I do toward the end here as we're wrapping up, and I forgot to do it on my last one. So Ooh. anybody listening, I'm sorry. I should have, I should have asked, uh, I should have asked afterwards. Maybe I'll do that. But anyways, I'm rambling. Hi. It's okay. I feel like I've been talking so <laughs> no, seriously. It's good. No, it's okay. And, I, and I, I was excited about you doing that. I just, I apologize for being, I feel like <laughs> me just constantly not knowing how to respond to any of this That's stuff. so exciting. <laughs> I love that. Thank so. you. And thank you for being honest. So many people try and cover it up or make stupid jokes and being like, oh, this. And it's like, you're just uncomfortable right now. You're sitting yeah. with your discomfort. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's like uncomfortable and not uncomfortable at yeah. the same time. I think the mm-hmm. fact that we're holding microphones, I don't know. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. It legitimiz- leg- yeah. If you and I were just like sitting, drinking iced tea, talking about sex at Burning Man, it'd probably get a little weird. Yeah. You know, it's like. I don't know. <laughs> it's like um, workshops when people play will play short clips of porn to to show an example of a sex act uh-huh. that they're talking about educationally. I don't show videos in my classes because watching that sexual videos in public, like something happens in the air. Like everyone kind of yeah. goes, <gasps> like it, it's uncomfortable. And there's something about mm-hmm. that sometimes. You're like, let's not. I can let's talk about that. music. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Well, what I was was getting at, a uh, friend of the show, <laughs> Dave Clock. Do you know Dave Clock? Oh, yeah, I, I love Dave, Dave Clock. Clock. He's the best. I don't know if you've seen it, 
he his uh his two favorite things are sandwiches and <laughs> hockey. So much so that a friend made him a back patch for his jacket that says sandwiches and hockey. Aww. Actually, I think it's hockey and sandwiches. I always screw that up. Uh, so I've been asking everyone, someone was going to make you a patch for your jacket. Uh-huh. What are your two things? Oh, I've always wanted to be a person who had patches on their jacket. <laughs> like tough. It's just, and it's just the words. It's just going to say two things. What are your two things? Can I think for a minute? Absolutely. I can think out loud. Oh, gosh. Um... I know I mean, it's on the spot always. I should always warn people ahead of time, I guess, on this. And it's got to be two nouns? Or just it could be words? whatever you want. Oh. Hockey and sandwiches uh, is, is Dave's. My still, still uh, front runner for my favorite answer to this, Steve Agee with WebMD and spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just, like, just me like brainstorming in my head, like questions and answers came up. And chocolate and geeks and nerds and uh, you mean literally questions and answers. That's, uh-huh. that's uh, I like I, that because I'm realizing I love questions more than answers. Digging deep and 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 just searching for answers is just so exciting. Mm-hmm. The answer itself is not as important to me, I think, as the process. That's uh, <laughs> something else that comes up on the show a lot. The show Lost and that's <laughs> I keep saying it on here. That's what I love. To, I don't know if you ever watched it. That was my thing about the show. Everybody loved all the questions that that show led, and people got mad that they didn't answer certain things. But oh, I think to that's me, just that sloppy. Was, well, oh, okay. Yeah. But to me, uh-huh. it kind of was fun. Because some, some of the stuff you did find out answers for, it's like, well, it's not very exciting. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm just using that as to back you okay, up Okay, thank you. Even though you think it's sloppy. Well, I... <laughs> I, I mean, it was the. Fr- I think the first show that really kind of messed with us in that way. I didn't mm-hmm. watch the whole thing because it was annoying. Um, <laughs> I, like second or third season, I was like, "Oh, polar bear." <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's exactly what I said. But oh uh, my technically, God. that happened in season one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did it? <laughs> well, the first shows up in season one. God, I. Oh, this is so difficult. I. Okay. Uh, mm. It's like I want to be funny, but it's really the th- two things that I would have on a backpack. Yeah. Um, Whatever, you know, it's okay. You don't have to be. You give, you give the answer you want. Some people have given very sincere answers. And the thing is, I think sandwiches and hockey for Dave, that is his sincere answer. So There are no right or wrong answers here. Sex nerd Sandra. <gasps> I'm going to go with blanket yes. Pardon me? Blanket yes. The, those are the two, blanket mm-hmm. and yes. No, blanket yes is something that people will say to me sometimes. Like, if I say like, hey, can I give you a hug? They'll mm-hmm. say, Sandra, you've got a blanket yes. You can okay. do anything you want to me. Which mm-hmm. is like, okay, I just wanted to give you a hug. But it's just something that I hear a lot. Uh-huh. And I also love blankets. I love being cozy. Like, like everything in my apartment is cushy. Uh-huh. Like I just, I'm like basically a lap dog. Um, so I think that it'd be funny to have a patch that said blanket. Yes. But there needs to be two things. There's two things on this. Patch. Oh, okay. So we, uh, <laughs> that's why, two, that's why I thought uh, you were saying blanket and yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for this pressure. Onesie hugs. Onesie hugs. <laughs> I love hugs and I love onesies and and if you put them together it's like they're exponentially great and just really you know 
maybe I just need a nap right now. I think that's what I'm was finding out. I'm kind of hungry. So when you said Steve's thing, I was like, oh shit, yeah, sandwiches. <laughs> oh my god. Oh okay. I thought the dog was chewing on my shoe. It was oh, chewing yeah. on he, its thing on my. He shoe. has a thing with feet. He has to use like your foot as a prop when that he chews adorable. on stuff. Yeah. It's actually helpful because it keeps you. Um, that actually is a very smart, simple tool. He's a smart little guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My dog is a genius. It's irritating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like too smart. Too smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, he, is, he, is he doing better these days? I know it seems like every time I see, see Ben, he he's is a little frustrated. Um, yeah. He's alone at home right now. So it's yeah. fantastic. Yes. <laughs> He'll howl every once in a while, but he only howls three or four times. So his separation anxiety is much better. Before yeah. he would howl nonstop for an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I first, when we got Rigby years ago, uh, she, when you would leave, it sounded like someone was trying to murder her uh-huh. every time you Like left a house. yodeling, like, oh. No, just almost like screams. Uh-huh. Just, just like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Like just uh-huh. over and over. Like not, not just a bark. Like there was like a shriek to the bark. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she sounded terrified. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was. Did fun. you ever solve that? She just, over time, got better. Oh, okay. But uh, it, it was. It sucked because we lived in an apartment building, and she always did that. Then we moved into a house, and she stopped doing it. Like oh. when we didn't have to worry about people above, below, and all sides, then she stopped doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Now Stephen is much better. That's good. Yeah. We only feed him when we leave, so mm. that's how it happened. Got it. That's yeah. a good move. I mean, it's not like he's starving, but <laughs> we only feed him when we leave. But he like. He the place gets tricked out with like meat and treats and mm-hmm. cheese and and dog food everywhere. Like yeah. he, it's a gold mine for him. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah, I, uh, didn't it didn't work when he came over here? I dog sat for them uh, recently. For we we video. need we, we should have brought him to hang with all of us first. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. He he behaved fine. He just didn't really let me get close to him <laughs> he's the one missed out man he had to wear his leash the whole time <laughs> yeah because i attempted to take his leash off and he was not having it yeah so he hung out with his leash yeah. on the whole time but hey he just yeah. kind of laid around whatever yeah onesie hugs what's yours star wars and roller coasters <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you shook your head at me i judged a little bit yeah you judged well it was redundant you're wearing a star wars yeah, t-shirt right that's now true. Who's your favorite reindeer? Favorite reindeer. <sighs> you got Bud Prancer and Dasher and Comet and Vixen, <laughs> Cupid and <laughs> something and Donner and Blitzen. What do you recall? I didn't know we were going to do a song. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, why don't you make people sing Christmas songs? That oh, would... it's, it happened. We, oh, yeah? Uh, it, yeah. It happens occasionally. Every now and then, if I have somebody that I know, uh, either that I'm comfortable enough with and or know that they like do some singing, we occasionally do a, I, I will bust out a segment called Spontaneous Duet and just That's awesome. <laughs> make them do something with me. Dashing through the snow. Hey, our one horse opens sleigh. Hey, all the hands we go. Hey, nudging all the way. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sandra. Sandra. Sandra, Sandra. Sandra. You got to really like I know. I, it, I said it, and then I was like, I think I said Sandra. You said, yeah, did you're right. Did I say Sandra? I, I don't I remember, but okay. I'm sorry I forgive you. I did. I'm sorry if I did. Uh, thank you so much for coming by. You're welcome. Do you have, you have your thing at the Improv coming up on Thursday. Um, yep. Anything? 10 bucks at 10 o'clock. Anything else happening? Mm-hmm. 
I'm doing <laughs> the relationship show at iOS uh, at eight. So Thursday's a big day at night for me. Nice. Um, but other than that, I'll be at New York Comic Con. They're super week. I'll be uh, recording a podcast at some bar. That sounds fun. Union something. Union I, Hall. That sounds right. That I've sounds heard of it. correct. All right. Um, but really, I'm just. I do a topic focused episode around sexuality every week mm-hmm. at Sex Nerd Sandra on iTunes. Nerdist. Um, Nerdist is fantastic. Check out other podcasts. But check out. Uh, this one too I, it's weird to talk about other podcasts it feels like I'm cheating on the podcasts I'm with <laughs> um, quite alright yeah and I'm sex nerd Sandra everywhere yes you are yeah thank you Tony thank you Merry Christmas Merry Christmas to you now get out <gasps> ornaments mugs shirts these are all things you use every day probably not Definitely not the ornaments, but shirts. I wear a shirt every day. I don't know about you. Do you want a Felice Navidad shirt? If you buy one, I'll send you a Christmas card. I'll personally send you a signed Christmas card. Go over to FeliceNavipod.com. Go to the merch store. Buy yourself a shirt and some other stuff, too. All righty. That's it. Guess what, guys? Right as I hit record for this part, broke my mic stand. I'm doing this handheld look like this is uh but half the stand i'm pulling a fred mercury right now um thank you sex nerd sandra thank you listeners um subscribe to the show on itunes you know the drill leave us a nice review that would be greatly helpful that sounded weird i didn't say it before i whatever you know what i mean um and uh yeah the my band, the Pride of Erie PA, is going to be playing at El Cid this Friday night, September 18th. Come on out, playing with past guest Tiny Stills. Delightful Tiny Stills. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's really about all the plugs at the moment, other than to let you know that Christmas is December 25th. So that's going to do it. Um, I have been Tony Thaxton. That's been Rigby. And as always, we wish you a Merry Christmas.